0: What up, everybody? I'm Joshua Blecka, and this is The Master Key Project. Where we have a guest, very famous, popular in the Central Valley. His name is... Beep, beep. Yeah, you're going to have to tune in to figure out who I'm talking about. But this guest takes us on a journey around entrepreneurship and how he came to be in his pursuit to designing logos t-shirts all these innovative things because he's an innovative thinker but also we we talked to him about how to cultivate students interests and guide them down the path of those interests to further their learning to potentially turn those into careers one day but also how to work with kids that already know what they want to do and how to move them uh, in a direction to help support them so if you're a staff member working with expanded learning students listen up we got you Wizard, activate. Three, two, one. What if all doors could be unlocked? to Master Key Project. Expanded. Lighting. The Master Key Project. It's the Master Key Project. Yeah. Master Key! Yeah! Master Key Project. It's the Master Key Project. What if it was the Master Key Project? Master Key Project? Oh my gosh. The Master Key Project? What if it was the Master Key Project? No, Two, it's the Master Key three, three to project. six crew. It's the Master Key Project. That's what it is. It's the Master Key Project. <laughs> Welcome to the Master Key Project. I am your host, Joshua Bluck, and we are here with the three to six crew. What's up, three to six crew? What's up, y'all? This is Jet.
1: And this is Lil Seas. What's up, everybody? This is Joshy.
0: Wizard, activate. Are you there? The wizard is present. Oh man, that dude! When I hear you, ninety percent of me is happy; the other ten percent is irritated, because I don't know which, I don't know, I don't know how the wizard's going to show up. Jet, did you program him a little bit more humble this go around?
2: Look, he gets better and better every single time. Okay, and as an artificial intelligence, he's always learning by himself. So there are some things that you know he's probably learning that I am not aware of. So
3: we'll see. This is true. I do get better every time, and I'm the humblest. I must say.
0: Okay, so he didn't get the update.
2: Nice. Well. All
0: right, so we're going to jump in. So, last episode, if you guys remember, we talked with a teacher who, Tasia Walker, she was a tutor, turned site lead, then became a teacher. We talked a lot about the opportunities that we give kids through um, our expanded learning programs, and we went out and recruited a very, very, very special guest for. This episode. What number is it? We're making so many episodes. I don't even know what episode we're on. Fifty-five. Five. Oh. We're on five. Episode five. I
2: add, I add an extra five.
1: I mean, it might be episode six if we're splitting episode three into two episodes.
2: Okay, thanks, Joshy. Gosh. <laughs> Thank you.
0: He's the calculus guy. Okay. Three to six crew, calm down. Enough we'll <laughs> of you guys. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna We're just hype because of who's here today. I feel a sense of proudness that we were able to secure a guest like this on the podcast, on the Master Key Project. So, without further ado, I would like to welcome the man of the 40 minutes that we're going to do this for, <laughs> Sam Hansen. How's it going? Welcome, Sam Hansen. And you're actually in person. Most of our guests call in.
4: Oh, boy. Well, yeah. Well, nice. nice. Yeah. I, uh, um how are you doing'm I'm, I'm doing good, man i'm yeah. I'm doing good. I like the setup here. You know, yeah I'd love I uh, uh, like doing podcasts. I mean, I, I think it's a great medium to um, you know reach the youth.
0: Yes, and that's what we're gonna do today because the point of the master key project is allowing the expanded learning staff to learn a little bit about expanded learning, other education sectors, but also people who are innovative thinkers. And Sam Hansen, you are that, my man. Can you share a little bit about some of the things that you've accomplished in our in our area, in the Fresno area?
4: Yeah, Fresno, I uh, did a lot with the Fresno Grizzlies. Well, first I, I opened a retail store on Sean Blackstone and then I started working for the Fresno Grizzlies in 2011 and started the Taco Truck Throwdown, which went on to become the Fresno Tacos Ultra Ego. And... It's been a passion of mine to work with downtown businesses. I have a, a very strong um, belief that the center of your city should radiate outward, and that that should be where um, just basic, you know, nuclear physics would tell you that your your protons and electrons should be in the center. Oh man! And, oh, and, we're and, getting, and we're yeah! And radiate ra- the physics and radiate the lesson You know, when you and when you start having free radicals all over the place, like you know, when when you start trying to put the the urban core of your city and north fresno and clovis and things like that then you of course are going to have instability and so i just had sort of what i i'll, I'll get to it later but I'll, I'll talk about the fulton mall epiphany yeah and um so then i also just started reaching out and started working with um tayoga sequoia i worked with take three we did that tupac um tupac,
0: yeah two tupac pop-up i think wasn't there a biggie pop-up were you yeah like, we did a big one thing? also
4: Oof. um the biggie one was first and then we ended up doing the um tupac one on the anniversary of his death we did um a uh he, he wanted to open up a theme, a, a restaurant. Pac had, these, had left behind these sketches that he wanted to open up a restaurant called the Power Mecca Cafe. And so we thought what a better tribute for his 20-year would be to bring to life something that he wanted to create um, 20 years after his passing. So we did that, and it just got really big. I mean, that was in Rolling Stone, and I did an interview on the BBC. And so from there, then obviously more opportunities started opening up.
0: So listeners, I don't know if you got that, but he's popular no he's popular
4: okay i mean the work is
0: yeah well so wizard take notes that's humility is what you're hearing so sam dude you went over it really fast but um i know I, i go to grizzlies games when the fresno grizzlies turn to fresno tacos there's an uproar in the town it's like that is like a fresno identity now like so for you to be able to contribute to a community what are you what would you even call that through group? That's like a community identity. That's like they, really they, what it is.
4: Yeah. it's like, yeah. well when you when you, when you go to a, another city, for example, oh. and I just started thinking about that the, all these different communities have certain things that they just identify with as as icons. And um, when I was going to Fresno State, I recall being in class and just seeing this argument between two dudes, one from Kingsburg, one from Madeira, and they were arguing over which town had a better better taco trucks. And I was like, wow, that's just not something. This is 1998. <laughs> so I was like, wow, that's just not something that goes. That's a legitimate yeah. argument. Yeah, right. That's a legitimate argument. But that was just something that I identified as just being someone from the outside looking in, yeah. that, that was something very quintessential to Fresno. Was yeah. that, um, and then when you really think about it, I mean, you could trace the origins of taco trucks to the Central Valley, that they were created as vessels to take food from the city out to the braceros to feed, feed the people who were feeding us. And so I just love the whole story behind that. And I thought that if we could just create Taco Truck Throwdown, Taco Truck Throwdown came first. And Taco Truck Throwdown got so big that Derek Franks, the GM at the time of the Grizzlies, and I were just joking around. And we were like, gosh, like most of the people here weren't even watching the game. We might as well change our name to the Fresno Tacos. And then we had one of those. We oh. should change our name to the Fresno. <laughs> the tacos. tacos. Oh man, you know, that's so, awesome. So that was sort of one of those sort of you know, I'm, moments. Not, I'm
2: not gonna lie to you, but like the, the first couple of times I went to the taco truck throwdown, I didn't watch the game. Yeah, a lot of I was just know. there yeah. for tacos. Yeah, yeah, I just I the tacos. I went through every it's, every ones that I've seen. Yeah. Every taco truck that I've seen that i was like, oh, it's its own event. Great. Yeah. So like yeah. it
3: it puts in like, you know, the different types of availability of like food around here especially specifically tacos and there's an ongoing argument even within fresno kind of like what you were saying i know people who say if you go north of mckinley for tacos oh yeah you know, and then even, right.
4: and then even within like the taco community, you have people that are just ride so hard for El Premio. Yeah. and then the people that ride yeah. so hard for yeah. La Elegante, yeah, el-, La yeah. Like, La el Premio and La Elegante people, like they, uh, it, you know, it's yeah. funk on site with them. So yeah,
1: I think I think it's um, safe to say they have a rivalry going on, but like a fun, you yeah, know, yeah, uh,
4: and I can't I can't decide who's better. Like I like them both for different well-played. reasons, you know. no,
1: I was just gonna say that like. Every taco truck that goes has their own unique yeah that's uh, right flavor yeah. to offer. And, and, hey, but you know what? What
2: like taco truck throwdown? Like what that did for all those businesses, all those taco trucks? Like very, yeah. I mean, it's a success. Yeah, just I mean, we've we've got, we've we've
4: had this backlash. Um, not so much me personally, but uh, really Mike Osagieda and Fresno Street Eats. I've seen like some of these people come out and start to attack Fresno Street Eats about it being you know they're exploiting the trucks and whatnot. And I can tell you, per- the trucks love the yes. Fresno Street Eats because they. I know Mike. Mike's personally, awesome. and yeah, Mike, we work like, with them too. Yeah, and Mike loves each and every one of those truck owners, and he wants nothing but the best for them. And it's not. It's not. It, it, I mean, it's 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 helping the the industry.
3: No, so. it, awesome. I, I would say definitely does. I've seen a lot of small taco trucks who have came up a lot, and there's a lot of these smaller taco trucks that have their own restaurants now, and yeah. I think that's amazing. Yeah.
4: And yeah, so, I mean, and I also thought that it was sort of a, a good way to sort of um, draw kids into being interested in the fresno grizzlies was to give them some some sort of like neighborhood or just like a cultural icon that they could identify with and so if they know that they come to the game and they see you know if they're from sanger and they see um you know um uh you know their their, their local truck from sanger at the game they're like oh hey i know you know so um that was that was all part of sort of the you know i guess the the strategy the the marketing strategy yeah. Behind, behind that.
0: Well, I love that you're you're pulling from each community to build a, a bigger community. Yeah, you know, and it sounds like although that they were, there were rivalries amongst the truck, they were all under the umbrella of the Taco Truck Throwdown. Yeah, and the Fresno Tacos. You know, yeah, definitely. So, That's so. Let's dive into some of the other things that we did some research on. Connie West. What does that name?
4: Uh, what does that name mean to you? So, the, the the main thing I guess was I'm I'm known that I, I created his bear icon, and we ended up doing merchandise for him for. The first two albums which was that weird
0: like is is there any out-of-body experience with that because
4: with how big he is now um i mean it is interesting that uh you know when i when i step back and look at it that i mean he's arguably the biggest artist in the world he's and, a billionaire with his, with his yeah, yeezys yeah yeah yeah
2: so uh and i remember listening to that that, that the album um, when I was in uh, high school, middle school, high school, yeah,
4: and I'm just thinking about it and now, talking to you, and I'm just like, oh my
2: god, like the the, the, well, the this
4: going on in this in this other um interview that I did not that long ago. People were asking me like, hey, how did you you know create that? Like, that's one of the biggest icons in, um, you know, in music that yeah. that bear. But I did a lot of designs, and I can't take credit. Like what Kanye did with those albums. Those albums were so timeless, and, and st- st- stood the, that he. Beca- I feel that he built the value of that icon because I did a lot of, it's not really that comp, com, complex of a, of a, of a, of a logo, right, yeah, but right. what he did with it and what it symbolized, I think really, yeah. you know, make it iconic. I guess a lot of times, you know, you hear people, I, I, I go to these oh, different, you know, uh, mixers and things and people are like, oh, you know, it's not, um, what, you know, it's who, you know. And I, I, I sort of disagree with that. I think that it's, it's not so much who, you know, it's what you can do for who, you know, Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true you know what you yeah what value, value can you bring so yeah sometimes like and people are always going to underestimate your value so i believe that like art is meant to be given away again i know a lot of times people tell kids like hey you know demand you know don't let them shortchange you if you want five hundred dollars you tell them like i'm worth five hundred dollars but
0: yeah when you do that you're 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 destroying your own bridge mm-hmm. to future opportunities but if you're if you lend yourself to the relationship and you give a little bit you're yeah. gonna get more.
4: Now I don't know. There are some people that might say, like, you know what? He deserved five hundred dollars. I'm, I would, you know, like, I'm not everyone. That's just how I treated it.
0: Well, I would have too. I'd have been like, hey, I'll, I'll do it for free. I, I would have done the same thing you did. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if I would have been brave to ask about the al- album. I would have been. I'd have been like, hey, my name's out there. Yeah, I
4: did that T-shirt for Lupe Fiasco. Check me out. Yeah, you want a shirt?
0: You want yeah. a shirt? You want a shirt? You
4: win some, you lose some. I guess is what I'm saying. But yeah. I would always try to go into it, at least in the beginning, humble and just like you said, trying to get. Um, your name out there. And, yeah. just,
2: and just provide value. And, and provide just value. Pr- exactly. Over-providing that yes. value, especially yes. if, you're, if you're starting out. Even if, I mean, even if you're not starting out, you're always wanting to provide, you know, yeah. over-value, over-deliver everything that you do for people. So that way, you know, I mean, again, like you said.
0: Yeah. It sounds like you pick and choose your spots very well. So let's, I want to segue because Sam, you know, the three to six crew, we introduce ourselves. Let's dive deeper into that. So we are from education. We're from expanded learning. Like, expanded learning is before school programs after school programs summer programs and the, the the main emphasis with expanded learning programs is all about providing service to students who need us so these programs are funded either through aces or 21st century funding so state and federal funding and the the point of the programs is is to to make sure that low income areas are given the same opportunities that the kids over down the street get yeah. so like for example, one of our previous episodes, we talked about um, when I was a site lead, we brought snow to the kids because we did a survey where the kids were like, uh, I asked, I said, where have you never been? Uh, the beach, the snow, or the mountains, something like that. I can't remember, but they all voted for the snow. It was like ninety percent snow, so we couldn't take a bus ride out to uh, to the snow. It would have taken too long. So what we did is we contracted with an ice company, and they did a whole bunch of shaved ice, and we had a whole bunch of snow out on the on the on the on the on the grass. And the reason why I bring that up is because how you're talking right now is you didn't just show up Sam Hansen the innovative thinker and this is just who you are. You 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 had your childhood. You had your teenage years. You you went through school. You're you know, it seems like you're about the age uh, average age of our group, 22.
4: Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> double double that. <laughs> um but I guess what I'm what I'm what I'm getting at is you talk. we've talked about your highlights. Uh-huh. Let's talk about like you. You had to face adversity through
4: through yeah. your life
0: and and how did how did that show up one? But two were there were there influences that that pushed your hobbies
4: yeah. further than you could have imagined. You know uh, what I'm saying? Yeah, yes, definitely. Uh I think that seeing guys like E40 and seeing guys like um Kari and some of these guys in Vallejo that were um, selling music out of their cars. And I thought, Hey, wow, I could, I could take pictures of my friend's graffiti, put it in a magazine and sell it. Like I I sort of thought in that entrepreneurial way. And so I was, um, these guys from Vallejo were making a magazine called murder dog magazine. And it was just about, you know, all the local rap stuff that was going on in Vallejo and in the Bay area at the time. And so um, the Bay Area being such a uh, entrepreneurial environment, I think definitely um, instilled that in me. And um, I didn't write a lot of graffiti in the Bay Area, to be honest. Well, let's hear what it like. Well, so I'm sorry, so when I was in um, high school, my uh, dad and my stepmom uh, got got a divorce and I went to go live with my um, grandparents over in this town called King City, which is over by Kalinga
0: area. Dang.
4: And it's... um, For the folks that don't
0: know, that's about an hour and 30 from Fresno. I did that drive many times.
4: Yeah. Yeah, it's... um, (laughs) And uh, living there, I sort of had a chance to sort of like reinvent myself, I guess. And, uh, you know, I'll be honest, in in Vallejo, I was pretty nerdy, backpacker, hip-hop, you know, kid that like stayed in his room and drew graffiti and watched B-boy videos and bit the Six Step from Beat Street, <laughs>
2: you know, That sounds like a life. life. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> like yeah. a life.
1: From, from a former B-boy, I yeah. just want to say that this is epic hearing all of this.
4: Cause. Yeah, like, that's, I mean, that's pretty much what I would do. And then when I moved down to King City, um, I, like, actually started going out and painting trains and, um, hang, you know, going up to Salinas and going to the train yards. And so I started really, I guess you'd say, um, you know, like, putting in work. Like, really, like, not being a paper king or, you know, a poser as they say. Like I was really like, okay, this is my chance to really not be the schoolboy. Like I can be cool down here. Yeah. And so, um, but with that, um, came, you know, the, the the gangs in King City were not very fond of me. And um, you know, I got myself in some uh, bad situations, uh, there and and I ended up in juvenile hall in um, Salinas for graffiti. And um when I was in there, uh, I remember that. Um, you go to school when you're in there, and the, one of the teachers gave me, we got in this big philosophical argument, and I was saying, um, Well, you know, I've probably just been reading too much, um, you know, uh, Kerouac or something. I don't know what I was reading back then, but I was trying to be, you know, rebellious and <laughs> philosophical. And I said, um, my, my, They said, Why don't you um, paint something for, for us to hang up in here? We're going to have an art gallery. And I said, oh, my, my art isn't meant to be contained in a, in a, you know, it's not, it's not for your approval. And, you know, I had this whole sort of rebellious. The teenage sort of, angst was yeah, real. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, um, but in the back of my mind, I was like, you know what? I, I sound, and then I, the, the lady said, um, uh, you know that you could make money putting that stuff on a t-shirt. And, you know, and I was like, yeah, cause I mean, around that time I started seeing, um, echo. You know, Mark at oh, Mark, Mark uh, yeah, yeah. This is whenever it was still. Easy. Oh, he was blowing up. Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. But this is yeah. this was when it was E C H O, and he all he really had was t-shirts yeah. at that point. You had to get them at skate shops like Bill's Wheels, yep, and right. and it was um uh they had the one the hourglass where the kid was trapped in it, and I just remember being like, wow, that is so dope, like like I could probably do that, and um so I started thinking about how to um like I I just I just wanted to learn how to screen print at that point, and um. You know, a lot of my friends did not want anything to do with screen printing. They were just, um, I was more, you know, from from your, I was more from the B-boy, you know, boom, bap. I still wanted, like, I still wanted my my, my cakes to look fly. And, yeah, like, I still, yeah, like, yeah. you know, I still wanted to get chicks. Like, these dudes were, like, more punk rock. A lot of the graffiti writers are, like, sort of punk rock guys that are just, like, I'm <sighs> just mad at the world. And they just wanted, like, just be destructive. Yeah. And so they're like, no, no. Put my stuff on T-shirts. It's <laughs> not what it's about. Fees not for T-shirt, you know. And so, and um, but yeah, I I I found the balance, I guess, of of um, you know, really contributing to the culture and keeping it real, but yeah. also making you know product that um was something that some I, I created product that people that keep it real wanted.
0: So did, so I know you had that that teacher speak up and and kind of help guide you. Did you have a mentor? or an, a person in an education role that that beyond that person that that really pushed you yeah like not yeah. just even not just with your hobbies and interests but academically was there anyone else too that was like hey dude you got some serious talent but you're also smart like very very smart
4: the the one teacher that was always sort of cuz um i don't know like in uh at least for me i always ended up with the same group of kids we were gate we were in honors we were in ap we we're always like the same same kids. And we had this one teacher that always sort of was like our mentor, Mrs. Altier. Um, She's from Sassoon. And she, uh, uh, she, uh, she, she brought this up. I actually went and spoke at her class a few years ago. And um, well, I'm sorry, I spoke at her daughter's class. That's how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I went back and spoke at her daughter's class. And her daughter, I'm sorry, she told her daughter this story that I had forgotten about. But she said that, um, she said, I believed that Sam had the potential to be a great writer that he was, I was, I was very interested in Mark Twain and Kurt Vonnegut, nice to read a lot. And, um, she said, I thought he could be a great writer, but he always wanted to draw. And he was always, you know, um, sketching stuff and he was always doing these floor blueprints and things like that. And, um, I said to him, I said, Sam, uh, you know, that if, um, Leonardo had, um, just focused on, his engineering he might actually have built a helicopter and i said yeah but then we'd never have the mona lisa and she goes and that's why you should be a writer so oh, <laughs> God. i was yeah. like okay so so she so I, I always sort of veered from like she wanted me to be a writer and i didn't want to be limited to one field
0: so that's what i was just gonna ask you right now dude it, it sounds like so who's the who's the guy that directs the Avengers? Professor X. Uh, oh. No, no, no. no, no, no like the the li- director. Like, oh, yeah, no, that's the, not. No, that's The right. actual that's director. X, that's X, yeah.
2: The actual director. Yeah. Oh, my God. What's his name? So
0: anyways, and he was on The Chef. But yeah. this dude, they did a special interview with him, and they asked him about creativity. And he goes, he said something like, and it's it, it sounds like you guys share the same thoughts on it. As long as I have a mechanism to express myself. Yeah. Like I believe
4: I can do anything, with anything. So, so I use, I used to I, I did have that um, mentality because I feel like all the teachers, at least in the Bay Area where I went to school, were very much like you can do anything, you can do anything. And then I tried to play basketball, and <laughs> not so much. You know, like yeah, that was, John Favreau. Oh, John Favreau. I yes. love John yeah. Favreau. Yeah. So yes. So he so, sa- he saved Star Wars. Yes. Yeah. No, he yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah. Yeah. He did. Yeah. Yeah. So You're the
0: the point about that though is is, w- when it comes to like creative mechanisms, basketball yeah. you can be creative, I guess. Like you learn a new move and yeah. whatever. But I'm talking about like artistic creativity. I feel like you guys have similarities.
4: Like, are you good cook? I, I guess my style of cooking would be um, not so much delicate but hellacatessent. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm more, you know, I put the. You're, the, you're put, a California guy, yeah, say, yeah, yeah, he's for sure. But um, I look at, I, I guess I understand what you're saying though, because when I look at um, uh, this 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 pizza that we made with Brickology yesterday, it's a um, it's a Hennessy or it's a Cran Hennessy turkey pizza, um, and just um, we had done a cranberry sauce turkey pizza last year and we put jalapenos in the cranberry sauce because it gave it sort of a zing yeah. and a spice it was That's really awesome. good but then this year we're putting this Hennessy sauce on it and that Hennessy sauce it has you know it's like a it's a flat you know sort of and I know that um, you know chefs use terms like umami and yeah. you know so we, and, and but I'm a designer so like when I look at flavors I look at them like colors so I was like well wait a minute we can't have the vinegary bite from the jalapenos we need but we still need that heat so then i was like what am i going to use i was like what's well, going to be like my magenta what's going to you know and so i was like oh i'll use hot honey and so we got hot honey and did and that balance so oh. i guess so like yeah i'm I'm, a, I'm not really a good cook like i don't follow you know recipes. how to piece things together exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Um, but let's transition let's uh let's talk about so expanded learning programs specifically, you've highlighted two of the most popular expanded learning enrichment classes that we provide. Not us necessarily, but that are very common in our expanded learning programs. And to give you an idea, like, we, shoot, God, how many programs do we have? I think we have 330-something expanded learning programs in the Fresno area. Um, So just to give you an idea of how many expanded learning programs exist in Fresno. Um, But I bring that up because... In one of our previous episodes, it was acknowledged cooking is one of the most popular enrichment classes, Um, dance. But you also highlighted one of the one of the popular ones that that we had at the middle school program that I worked at screen printing, screen printing. We did screen printing at at a middle
4: school. So I was I was going to mention that because uh, I was going to Fresno State and I was taking a um, printmaking class because that's all they had back then. I was actually veering from I was an anthropology major and I'm. Sorry. Oh man! <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> you know, I'm over here, like trying just to learn how to print these T-shirts, and there was yep. all of this excess stuff, and I was like, "Man, I don't need to do that." Like, I'm not trying to be Andy Warhol. I just want to put. <laughs> you just want to know how so, to do it. Yeah, right? I just want to put stuff yeah. on a. So if there, so uh, a guy in my class said, "Hey, I have a friend down in Visalia that has a um, a sign um, a sign shop, and he, they also do uh, screen printing. He'll teach you how to screen print if you intern down there." And back then you know, you could intern and not get paid for it. So people were more apt to yeah let yeah. you do it. So I just had a huge stack of screens and he gave me some acetone and a rag and just said, go clean all these out. And, you know, so I was there and, but I, you know, uh, I learned how to screen print and that's all I really wanted to do. So, I mean, if there were more programs that were just more, I guess, streamlined towards what, um, kids actually want to do
0: well dang dude you knew that you wanted to do that that's the thing that's what's really oh, okay. cool. About so it. yeah a lot of these kids need to they, they yeah, don't even know yeah. that that exists yet especially see, in these com- communities it's like i remember the first time we pulled out the because the one we had was a large machine and uh the kids are like what the heck? what is that and then and then we had our staff we had three staff walk in with shirts that they had designed and they're like welcome to screen printing and it was like then the kids got to design all their own logos all their own like their brand, yeah. you know, and it was just really, really cool. But, you know, I was going to ask you, Sam. These programs are looking for opportunities to provide opportunities for these kids that they don't necessarily have. Going back to your, to you as a kid, and yeah. and like elementary years into middle school years, even into high school, what would have gotten you to attend an expanded learning program? Considering this, you have to do homework. You get to, you get to participate in enrichment, which is where you would do screen printing or cooking or whatever, Uh, but you also get a snack. So there you go. So what would have gotten you to attend an expanded learning program? And I'm more looking around like that enrichment piece.
4: Yeah. Uh, Well, definitely if it was something that was in line with my, my interest and my, my goal. Um, for me, I knew sort of I had a rough idea of what that, that was, but, um, I would I would um if,
0: if, if that's a deep question
4: I'll, I'll 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 ask easier questions how about this would would the staff play a part in you attending Yes so um I, I that was that was definitely part of sort of my my angst in um those years was that uh I can recall I'm explaining to to someone at when I was junior high maybe you know uh high school that I wanted to open up a a, a store and sell t-shirts and I wanted to sell this, you know, underground music that wasn't readily available, you know, it was pre-internet, and people like, is it legal? Lime, <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> lime wire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. Frostmite. Um, Frostmite. so I guess just people that are, um, if I had people that were, back then, because, you know, if, if there was someone that even knew what rap music was, you know, as, a, as, um, as opposed to, you know, back then, rap music just, set off alarms that it was just oh, something, yeah. you know, yeah. you know yeah. and, and, and when, and I feel like we've, we've, we've grown as a culture past that, but I mean, definitely if there was someone that was, um, familiar with my culture and familiar with my background, um, yeah. that would have definitely been made it a lot easier to, um, for me to go to, to, to one of those, one programs. of those programs. And so, um, just the, you guys having a diverse, um, uh, staff. So, um, I would imagine if there was a kid from, Clovis that you know was you know wanted to go into horseshoeing I might not be the guy for him you know <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if horseshoeing's even a thing
0: that, yeah. you know? it, no I mean who knows who knows yeah. in these expanded learning programs they might they might have like a uh and shoot that'd be cool Bla- black, if they're interested, blacksmithing then, or, yeah exactly <laughs> so Sam let's I want to ask you another a tough question so let's say there's a kid that thinks like you like it sounds like you from an early age really recognized where your talents were and kind of directed them in an unhealthy way, but also in a very healthy way as well. What would you say to a kid in a similar position as you that knows what they want, but just might not have the resources or uh, maybe the connections just yet to be able to, to, to get to there?
4: Yeah. I'm that, that's definitely the the frustrating part, right? Is that whole, like if opportunity doesn't knock, build a door and you're like, well, Kind of borrow a hammer type of <laughs> you know, thing. So uh, that first step, I guess, is finding the hammer. I guess if you're you know if you're building your own door, um, um, I guess it would be for me would be like the process of just reverse engineering something, and you're just like, okay, how did how did this get here? How did this door get here? And you just sort of think, all right, well, somebody probably cut this hole. And so for me, trying to figure out how to get my artwork onto t-shirts i just sort of broke down the process and, and then i each time each as I, as I advanced i moved towards something where i said um all right i need to get these i need to get my stuff off the wall onto a computer file so i was like all right looks like i got to learn how to use i think at first they told me to use corel draw so i started using corel draw and then you know, the real graphic designers were like, Oh no, you don't want to use the crowd. You know? <laughs> they're right? like, yeah, that's, that's for toys. Like you want to use like, you <laughs> so know, so I want, should you, be Pants? using word. Yeah. So, I was like, <laughs> so then I started using Adobe illustrator and then, yeah. you know, I started, um, and then I got an in, um, then they're like, okay, so once you have your artwork, um, uh, on a computer file, then you, you print out these film positives. And I found out how to do that. And then, uh, I found out, you know, that, um, like I said, I interned at a screen printing shop and, um, <clears throat> You know, I mean, the first Kanye West sample t-shirts, like I physically print, oh, I'm sorry, I also bought a little station for myself and had that at home. Um, I know that um, w- one thing, I'm sorry, so in the process of reverse engineering, hopefully some kids can learn from my you know, mistakes. I did one of those things where I thought that I just needed to do everything myself. And so you know, I, I learned how to do graphic design. I um, interned at a screen printing shop, then I bought screen printing equipment and when the Kanye deal came, I was screen printing t shirts myself. And I mean, we're getting orders for thousands of t shirts, and then my forearms were like Popeye. They were, you know, I was screen printing yes. so much. It oh, yeah. yeah. work, baby. Yeah. Yep. And so I was like, you know what? It's just not economically feasible for me to spend my time screen printing. So I ended up outsourcing it to a screen printer who had a big automatic, you know, whole mm-hmm. like operation. And then I gave my screen printing equipment away to a like, you know, one of my friends who was a graffiti writer and was looking to get out of, you know, so um, uh, I guess it was good for me to learn the the ropes and have my own stuff. But um, I would have pr- had I done it again, I probably would have set those chess pieces up to where I could have, you know, um, I'll learn. I mean, it's good to have an understanding of how um, to churn butter. But yeah. if I'm a chef, I don't necessarily need to do that. If I'm going to make a souffle, yeah. Yeah. you well, know, it sounds like, to, it
0: sounds like what you're saying is if the path isn't right in front of you, create your own path. Yes. You know, and then along that way, understand that there's always going to be learning that needs to happen. Yes. And that learning can only advance once you invest in yourself. Yes. In yourself, yes. like yes, that's definitely. what you did with, with, um, the screen printing. But then as you invest in yourself, understand that growth goes beyond just what you can do what others can do as well.
4: Exactly, yeah. I think that's the part in like in growth is that, um, and again, at least this is this was for me, and I've shared this advice with people along the way, and a lot of people are like, yeah, I'm glad that you um, told me that, because I sort of just, I always kept that in the back of my head, and I planned to, and I could have wasted a lot of money buying my own screen printing equipment. Yeah. And I said that, like, <clears throat> I've always believed that if you want to get something done, have someone who's busy do it. And so if you want to get your t-shirts printed, have a screen printer print up. Yeah, you know, and so
0: there's another line that's similar. If yeah, you want to get something done fast, assign it to the laziest person. That yeah, I think that's because they'll what find it, the yeah. most they'll efficient way it's of getting do it, do it done. Yeah, yeah. 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 So Sam, always- Sam, can I, can I, can I say something? We in expanded learning, like in, in my program specifically, I'm just gonna say it. We had street art as an enrichment class, okay. and and the the dude that taught it, he was amazing. His name was Eric Beltran. Oh yeah, um, I know Eric. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm, well, I'm familiar
4: with his work. Yeah, yeah he's, amazing. he's amazing. I
0: think he's fantastic. Uh, and great with kids. Mm-hmm. He was one of those dudes that didn't need to, need to make rules. The kids just listened. I, I was like, good for you. Uh, but amazing guy. But we had to, there was like a taboo with graffiti on campus. It was, well, we can't, no, we can't call it, we cannot call yeah. it graffiti. No. Yeah. Couldn't say tag, couldn't do any of that. So, I mean, we, our, our administrators are very supportive. We just couldn't use specific words. So we had to use words like street art. Yeah. Um. Which diminished the culture that you're talking about. I didn't think that it, at the time, I didn't know anything about it. So I didn't think that that's what it did. But at the time, what we did, what Eric wanted to do was just introduce spray painting concepts to the kids. Yeah. And it was amazing. Kids loved it.
4: Yeah. I mean, there's these like graffiti, like some of my friends that I grew up with, like they're probably, you know, will roll their eyes at street art. But I mean, at some point, you have to be an adult and you just be like, look, like you can't expect people to. Pay you to deface public property. Like, let's just like be real here. That's never going to be a thing. <laughs> you know, like they'll, like, you know, they'll have legal walls and things like that. But like, you just can't, like, you just cannot be destructive and think that that's going to be productive. Like, I mean, I know the whole like, you know build by destroy, and I was one of those guys too. <laughs> but I mean, at some point, like when you're dealing with kids that are already coming from like these volatile, like toxic environments, because I've worked with kids too, and. You know, you you get them interested by the, the, you know, the, the coolness of graffiti, but at the same time, like you want to, you want to make money off of it because you have to pay bills. And, um, I don't know. I'm not too cool to say street art. You know, I understand that when I'm in it, I I know, you know, know your audience.
0: Yeah. And we accomplished a lot. Like one of the cool activities that we did during lunch is we had, uh, Eric used to build like walls. He would build walls and paint them all white. We'd move it out into the center of the campus, and during lunch, we'd mark it off, and he would battle kids. Oh wow! Live, right then and there. Wait, like he would
4: like go over them. Well, like they, had, they had they well no, they had oh, their side. They okay. had their side. Oh, okay. The kids would paint on. No, no, no. I'm picturing him like Cap, just like busted in a throwy, like over there. <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> while they're doing it, like, no, no, no. I was like, no. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I was like, wow. No, okay. No, so we
0: had we had music bumping and everything. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he he would paint one side, oh, that's and cool. then the kids We'd would paint so. the other okay, side. Okay, and then yeah. like the kids. Like, during lunch, they'd stand on which side won. Yeah. And let's be honest, Eric won every single time. Um, But just a really cool way to engage around something that's so unique. But something that, that's the thing that's cool about expanded learning is something that's taboo like that, from a traditional standpoint, as educators, we're missing out on opportunities that that if our society isn't growing like that is art straight up
4: yeah you know we see it
0: we see it and yes it can be used as a mechanism to destroy but if taught appropriately and and the kids have an interest and a skill and a talent they'll be screen printing yes and making shirts and designing logos and refining their talent to where who who knows maybe they're doing murals in chicago
4: yeah yeah Yeah. i'm saying like i mean there's and there's so much stuff that you can do within within that culture i mean you've like um, I know some, some guys here, uh, they have a brand called Grafilthi and- That's creative. Uh, they, they uh, a big thing that you know, we, we, we did back then was we'd get the um, Sakura solid paint markers and they'd have the different colors and you get fishing wire and whatnot and you can cut them in half and some people cut them in four different colors and you put them all together and you have like a, basically like a permanent crayon that has a like- Streaker. Yeah, streaker. yeah. yeah. a streaker. Uh-huh. And so then they started making their own streakers with their own brand and selling them because, you know, some kids just don't know how to do that. And um, now Supreme, Supreme just did that. And Car- what Hart, aren't they doing? Carhartt just did yeah, you know, that. There's everything. people
0: buying Supreme bricks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I
4: mean, now, I mean, you could, there's, there's so many things that you can do within that culture, too. You could make your own paint. Yeah. And you don't necessarily have to do murals. Like, you could be the guy that, um, you know, creates, like, uh, the, the, the next Tiffany Blue. Or you could be the oh, guy yeah. that creates uh, your own special like type of like, you know, tip or like nozzle and, and things like that. There's so much there's there's opportunities within each each realm. Like if you go into screen printing, you could be the person that creates the the bent screen so that you can do a better, you know, like all around you know, all over print or something like that. Like that's the um, one of the things I found is sort of like within. I guess you'd say like, like hip hop culture was you always had just everybody trying to do the exact thing. Everybody wanted to print t-shirts. Everybody wanted to be a DJ. Everybody wanted to be a rapper. Everybody wanted to open up a sneaker boutique.
0: Well, look at Travis Scott now. I mean, he, 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 he's revolutionized the game to where other artists now release merchandise like him. Yeah. You know, Yeah, got to do it like him because he was successful.
4: But there's, know? there's so much, there's, there's, there's other opportunities within there. That I don't think are publicized enough. Like, there's this um, um, <clears throat> a book called "A Sneaker Law" that came out, and there's this I've, I've seen that and these guys are just they're, they're attorneys specializing in sneaker trading and you know um, and and how to get um, you have my attention yeah <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and 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 like how to get into the sneaker game and all the laws and bylaws and things like that and copyright infringements and 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 I mean there's there's a lot more opportunities within these things that kids think are cool, then I think that educators are letting on. Oh, dude, and that's not
0: even their fault because yeah. it, it, you're, you're alluding to a point that is phenomenal. Like if a kid got to work with an Eric Beltran or Sam Hansen, they'd understand that it's not just this. There's all of these other avenues within that screen printing or, or whatever avenue, creative avenue. There's other things involved in that. And you know what used to frustrate me as a site lead and even as a tutor was when kids would settle on the most common thing. I want to be a professional basketball player. Yeah. I want to be a professional football player. And it's like, I get it. That's what you see on TV, and that's who gets the most attention. But there's trust me, you're good at something. You are special at something. Yeah. Just take your time. You'll find it. Mm-hmm. And it might not be professional basketball. Shoot, it might. Who knows? But it could be something else. So be open to everything.
4: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that the whole, is sort of like <clears throat> instilling in, younger people um, that if they buck the trend then there's more potential for them because you know the 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 crowded lane is is you know going to be harder to, to reach that yep. door and so there was a, a hold on will you say that again because that is an amazing piece of advice what's that the the, the yeah the, the crowded the, door analogy oh the, well that I mean if, if the lane's crowded like take the lane take, take the lane less crowded because you're more likely to reach the door. That that way, I guess. It's What's sort
0: of, more comfortable for most people is I'm going to go in the lane with more people because yeah. yeah. that's it's where they, everybody's going. Yeah. And, yeah, it's, no. and it's and they've already ex- experienced success. So I, I love that, dude. So I love that thought process. The
4: um the the writer Seth Godin um said this, and I I just identified it with, with it so much because a lot of people they're always like, oh, you're so creative, you think outside of the box, and I'm like, and I I really don't though. You're like and, it's not a box, it's a it's a sphere.
0: <laughs> yeah, they, <they're laughs> coming out.
4: What, what what Seth Godin said, and I he he put it into words for me. It's something that I kind of like felt my whole life was that. Like, no, I don't really think outside of the box. Like, really, what I'm doing is I'm thinking towards the edge of the box where it's less crowded because there's more opportunity there. Because I, I, people love to do that. I, I, Kanye in his on the Drink Champs interviews kind of went um, off on this about how people love to say that you're crazy, you're weird, you're an outside-of-the-box thinker to just, like like, box you as, like, this sort of, like, oddity or, like, this, you know, just absent-minded, you know, like... Person and 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 when you think outside of the box, to me that just makes you it sound like you're just like in this like neither world of like you know anything's possible and like no I actually like rules and I like you know to, to have to follow like I love opening up my cabinets and like okay I got a pack of ramen I got cinnamon <laughs> I got and I like to what can I do with this I don't like to just like go into the grocery store and be like that's kind of overwhelming for me like I actually like, <laughs> that's to, a lot a of that's a lot of you know yeah. so like I like and that's why I love working with. Um, underprivileged kids because I'm like, okay, you got um, uh, an empty uh, kiddie pool over there. You got it, you know, like let's build, you know, build with what you have. Oh, hold on, hold on, (laughs)
0: hold on. You're about to, you're about to embark on a competition. Are you ready, Sam Hansen? Uh Uh, You're, you're, you're diving into an avenue that we're gonna go naturally. Like, are you ready? Do you wanna, do you wanna do this? What is it? So wizard activate if you will. The wizard is present. Wizard, I'm 100% certain you learned something through this uh, conversation with Sam Hansen. Um, are you ready to engage in the game called Challenge the Wizard, wizard? The wizard is always ready. Okay, because you've taken an L every single episode. So, Sam Hansen, just to give you an idea, this is the wizard. Okay. He He was programmed to know and function as a Siri. Okay. But we we modified his programming to the point where he doesn't know anything about expanded learning unless it's been spoken on these episodes so he doesn't know much um so you're probably going to destroy him right now so don't feel bad though um well, I don't know a lot about it either so well, be... I, well you know a lot trust me you are about you were about to dive deep right now and I'm I'm ready to go swimming so here's the deal so it's called challenge the wizard okay i'm going to present you with a scenario Mm -hmm. And I'm going to present the wizard with the same scenario. Okay. And I'll give you about one minute to think of the first thing you can think of Uh and elaborate on that. Okay. Okay. So the segment or the, the the component that we talked about in an expanded learning enrichment, there's really no limits when it comes to enrichment, as long as you're teaching the kids something, you know what I'm saying? So something related to academics, that builds them up as far as revealing a new opportunity to them or an opportunity that, that strikes their interest like screen printing. Yes. Okay. So it's typically around 60 minutes, 65 minutes, 70 minutes, um, every single day. So what I'm going to ask you as far as challenging the wizard wizard, I hope you're listening. Um, I need you. If you can, Uh I want you to come (coughs) up with, there's no budget either. No budget. Hmm. Well, there typically is a budget. So actually, I'm going to assign a budget because that's not fair for our listeners. Okay. If you say, you know, go to Kanye Westhouse and, and and just hang out. But so here's the budget. Budget is 500 bucks. Okay. Uh, I need you to come up with an enrichment class that we just hired you as a tutor. You're going to be in front of 20 kids and you're going to be in front of them for 60 minutes and you have to teach them something. But here's the here's the deal. It can't be screen printing. Um.
2: and that's it I,
0: you guys want to set any other limitations I want to see where his brain goes I want to see this
2: I think I think that's that's pretty that's pretty narrow for, for right there. Yeah. yeah yeah We good
0: wizard do you feel up to this challenge the wizard is always up to a challenge good luck gosh so so for 500 bucks so you get yeah. 500 bucks yeah and you're with the kids 60 minutes 60 to 70 minutes and you have to teach them something during the enrichment piece. And it's something that should be fun, but combined with some kind of academics. So, like for example, when we did screen printing, we didn't just we didn't just teach them about like putting the ink down and, and doing the brush. There was other things that were taught within that. So like <clears throat> I think Eric really emphasized the point of like the reactions that the that the fluid has on the t shirt. Yeah. So there was a lot of chemistry conversations around around the screen printing. Um, there was also a lot of, uh, money talk because it was an entrepreneur class too. Yeah. So, um, are you ready? I know yeah. I was just talking. You are? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Oh, he's oh. ready. Oh, he is. He's like, hurry up, man. Quit talking. Oh no, no.
4: <laughs> yeah. I mean, let I me mean, get into it. Cause yeah. I mean, what I'm working for movie? the Fresno Grizzlies. Like we don't have a large budget, so we get we, like, we have to think of stuff. Like yeah. a lot of the stuff we got, like ends up being no budget. So. Okay. Okay. Pull
0: out in the air. So I didn't tell, I didn't ask like, so does grade level matter? what were you thinking like grade level? So I, like if, oh. if I said 20 kids right now, what were you imagining? Elementary, middle, high? I, don't,
4: I, think, I think that I could probably do it for just about any grade level. Okay. Let's hear it.
0: Let's see it. Let's hear it. Um, I mean, so I, I, um, Or do you want to hear the wizard first? Yeah, let's hear the wizard first. Yeah, because I was going to say, I feel like you're about to draw some magic. <laughs> yeah. Once wizard, again, let's build it up.
3: Wizard. <sighs> once, once again, this is too easy of a challenge. Of course, I would spend the money on ancient codex, Sumerian and Latin because young people love Nothing more than sitting down, staring at a book and hearing someone preach at them in a dead language to learn spells and uh, ancient herbs. Um, along with that is, is, is camping out in the cold because nothing builds your wizard stamina like sleeping and eating berries that may or may not be poisonous while learning these ancient codices.
1: Thank you, Mike Drop.
2: Mike, I might take that
4: class. Yeah.
0: I mean, not, I mean it, I sounds it sounds interesting. Too bad. Wait,
4: is that ancient herbs?
1: Yeah. He, he got me at poison berries. Poison <laughs> berries?
0: Yeah. Did you guys notice that he said mic drop at the end? Like, like he must have done some, like, he, he saw who we had today, Sam Hansen. Cool guy. So, I wonder if the wizard was like, cool sayings to finish lines. <laughs> he Googled it. Yeah. We binged it. <laughs> mic drop. You All right, bad. Sam. Are you ready? Do you think you can top that? I think you can, 100%.
4: I believe that this could could be <clears throat> applicable at, at at any grade level. Um I'm not sure what exactly I would spend the money on, maybe on just like the the transportation to take a class there. Oh. But uh, I've always uh been interested in um the ninety-nine cent store, the dollar store. I love the store. And, you know, so you take that store. And uh, you know, you can take probably any grade level I think that just I think that marketing is something that typically we don't learn about until college maybe some like accelerated high schools do it but I think that you could probably teach marketing at an elementary level just by taking kids to the dollar store and explaining to them that like look this is sort of like the island of misfit toys like why did these products end up here like why do you think that because I can I can recall being um, in the dollar store and saying like why does this guy have six toes on his hands, <laughs> you know, it's sort of like things were sort of like off. And I guess if you go into the, and depending on level, like you explained explain to like toys, like, okay, like what could you do to make this particular product? So I guess if I were to spend the money, it would be on buying, you know, $500 worth of said product, taking it back to the class. And then how would we, <clears throat> how would we make this particular product more um, interesting or more sellable or something that you would want to Ooh. to own. Um but then also as you as you get good up the the levels, like you I mean if you're college level, like you go into the section of ancient herbs and poisonous berries <laughs> and <laughs> those classes like, would be happening simultaneously yeah. though. Simultaneously. But I you know, like the rack that has the, you know, just random, you know, when you're in the dollar store and you're like, hmm, I wonder why no one bought this black wood. Yeah, like? yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> random stuff like the you know, so um and then you would say, you know, and then you just have the discussion of um, what, what do you, you, I guess you would just reverse engineer, like the thought process behind how this product came to be. You'd be like, okay, what was, what, who do you believe the target audience was for this? And um, I'm like, oh, and you're like, Well, oh, was it? Were they really trying to, tar- you know? And then you're like, what, what do you think of the packaging? Like the design, was this, does this, um does this really say magic herbs or does this look more like a, you know, like a shampoo or, you know, things like that. Like there's, there's so much stuff that you could teach at a dollar store when you could talk about just like packaging and design and branding um, target audience. Does this product even need to exist? Like, you know, do we really need habanero flavored bubble gum, you know, like. The, <laughs> just to try once. Yeah. Like, you know. So, so <laughs> things like that. I, I don't know. I've just always um, thought that there's just a, a lot more, uh, opportunity to take kids out into stores because ultimately, um, you're either going to work for a company that is producing product or you're going to be an entrepreneur and produce product producing yourself. Products. And I think that just, it's, it's just good for everyone to understand marketing. I do that. That's so
0: crazy that, because like we, it's, it's not a secret middle schools, high schools do entrepreneur enrichment, yeah. but it's, it, I've never seen it focused on the other side like why is this failing or how right, are they yeah, missing the right. mark who were they targeting that they completely dropped the ball on
4: and I, and I feel like at, at at least whenever I was in elementary everything was like don't think about anything negative right like everybody is just doing the best that they can be and just be the best person you can but I think that it's never too early to say like hey you know that might not that might not work you know yeah. they might not want to put um, I used to take apart my my GI my GI Joe's. I would I would unscrew the um, little little guy and the, the little screw in the back, and I would take apart and I'd be like, okay, I want to put his head on.
0: You'd you add the six yeah. toe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> six toe. toe.
4: So um, I've always thought that that would be something you know interesting to do with kids was that you if you were to take them to the dollar store and get all these things and like how could you know take apart the different toys and sort of build your your own. Um, yeah.
2: like, I I think a little bit of that is also maybe learning. From the mistakes yes. of these brands of yes. these products yes. that are failed, yeah, and then understanding that lesson, and then you know not repeating the same yeah. mistakes. When, yeah. and two,
0: if it, if they are if those brands are targeting them, it's like, did that get you?
4: Yep. Mm, yep. No. That's right. <laughs> so yeah. that yeah. right
0: there, the kids have been like, okay, need to remember that when I'm an adult.
4: <laughs> yeah. 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 That's Like,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the, w- the wizard wasn't
3: finished. The wizard wasn't finished. Yes, that was actually my follow-up after the camp out. We wouldn't go to this nonsense 99 cent store. Have you ever heard of the Dollar Tree? We would go to the Dollar Tree and find products that, uh, what
4: did you say again?
0: <laughs> <laughs> are, hold on wizard are you stealing his idea by, and then just uh, substituting the dollar tree for the uh, 99 cents store
4: we're going to go to big lots uh,
0: a <laughs> so. wise man hey five below Yes, yeah, I, you know. I just learned five below meant five dollars or low yeah, I thought I had man. to do with th- like temperature yeah. <laughs> there was
3: I, once I, I, a man almost you know. as wise as the wizard who said amateurs borrow professionals
4: still I don't yeah. know who that is I don't, I don't know who that is is that Andy Warhol probably great artists uh, artists, I don't know it sounds like a Warhol thing but I don't I I don't know but uh yeah that would that uh um I mean there's I feel like there's a lot of things that you could do in 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 the dollar store um and then there's such an emphasis now on um upcycling and you know like not letting things go to waste and
0: yeah I mean shoot you guys you guys what's the organization that you guys partner with Steam steam station that's what they're all about Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yep. yeah upcycling.
4: Yeah, upcycling. Yeah, that's I mean that that's
0: uh we'll we'll save that for another episode. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Hansen, dude, I know you are a busy man. I know you are. I know you have some cool things to do right now. So three to six crew won't take any more of your time. A pleasure. Any man. dude, any last comments like there's a there's a staff member right in front of you right now. What's like? What's one quick sentence that you would say to them, in, as far as educating a kid, what's one quick like, boom, as the wizard put, your drop the mic moment.
4: Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. There's a, like this this quote that was on the um the wall in my homeroom, and it it just always stuck out with me when it um, comes to education, and it was, um, I am somehow less interested in the weight and convolution of Einstein's brain and in the near certainty that people of equal or greater talent lived their lives and died in cotton fields and sweatshops. And I think that, um, you know, the, oppor- there's, there's, there's kids that are going to do things great all over Fresno in all walks of life. And, um, if given, you know, the, the, the tools to, to build the door, I think that, um, you know, um, wrapped it back around, you
0: wrapped it back around. You're amazing. Alright, three to six crew. You guys got any more questions for Mr. Sam Hansen?
2: Well we definitely got some more questions after these mics turn off. <laughs> yeah, okay. that's true. Yeah,
0: we got a lot of questions. Uh the wizard would like to apologize for your defeat. Say, say that <laughs> say that one more time because you're not you're not active.
3: The wizard would like to apologize for your defeat.
0: L uh, we're the adversary. Capital L. <laughs> L. Alright, we're out. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Master Key Project. Yes, sir. We are out of here. Thank you. Boom.